Good morning. It is Monday, April 20th, 7.58 a.m. I hope you all had a good week. I know I did. It was definitely a a showcase of (laughs) emotions and feelings and experiences. So I guess a lot can happen even if you don't go very far from your home. Know what I mean? I just woke up, I think probably half an hour or so ago, from a dream that I was on a date with this really cute guy. He, you know, he looked like some kind of young Neptune or something. He was really cute. He was super beefy. And... We went back to his apartment, and we talked for a long time. It was so weird, (laughs) in a weird way. (laughs) A dream that you're just, like, talking with somebody on a date. Um, And then we cuddled a little bit. He had had bought me an outfit, which I thought was really funny. Um, It was, like, this romantic, like, white dress, and then this Angora sweater. Um, I went and put it on and then when I came back from changing into the outfit and, you know, we were just like on the couch together and we were like holding each other and he said, wow, I really like you. You're so fabulous. It's such a shame that I'm going to be moving in three weeks. I was so annoyed. I was so annoyed. I was like, oh, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? You're getting some kind of thrill out of this, is what I told him. And I, I said, this, you had this outfit planned. You had this whole situation planned to try to, you know, get something out of me, to get some kind of emotion out of me. So after I said my piece, then I just, you know, I just like left that, left his apartment His apartment was kind of like a miniature Frank Lloyd Wright house. It was really cute. I was so bummed. I took off the sweater and just like tossed it. And like ran down the steps and then I like woke up. It was kind of a strange segue into waking up. It was so annoying though. I was like, why would you tell me that you like me? Or why would you get me to like you, more importantly? Why would you get me to like you after all that? And kind of going over the top, too. Anyway, I'm so glad that was a dream. If someone if someone got that far with me and then told me that shit, did not tell me right away, I would... I don't know what I'd do. They'd just be persona non grata for the rest of their lives. <sighs> It's just a dream. Life is but a dream. Um, anyway, moving forward, the alley has really ramped up with um, junkie activity, crime, pooping, um, insanity breakdowns from schizoid people who haven't taken their meds, I'm assuming. Um, there was somebody got robbed on Thursday afternoon outside my house on Friday night there was a man having 
some sort of meltdown. And I think that he was a homeless man. It was, I think it was the same guy that had been out there all day. And, you know, he started ranting and screaming. And then he started coughing really loud. And for a long time. And the coughing was the thing that really got to me more than anything. Um, and it made me feel really sad and I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. And I, I had a pretty bad night's sleep Friday night. I had about four hours of sleep and then, you know, I, but I had to wake up at 6.30 to do the shipping. And it was very, it was, <laughs> it was a long shipping day too. So it kind of, kind of threw me off a bit. And I, I think it was the first time I felt really, really sad over all this, or really felt the feelings of sadness. I mean, over the past month and a half or so, I've been just, you know, doing my thing. One moment. Sorry about that. I've just been doing my thing, trying to keep my head above water, working really hard, as usual, actually. That's kind of like what I do. Um, but I just felt so, I was just really feeling the weight of it all and missing my friends and missing even going on those stupid dates just missing everything and also just the awareness of death all around us and it just being right outside my door it, it, it was just a, it was just a lot you know and those thoughts and feelings just kept my body awake um, any any errand that I run like from Mission to like 25th Street, Mission and 25th Street, it's a, that's a hotbed because it's right near the Homeless Navigation Center and it, it's kind of a high foot traffic area at Mission and 25th. There's lots of little shops, like food shops and that sort of thing. There's about four or five bodegas at least within a one you know one block radius and then there's like little convenience stores and bakeries so it's just people were not observing social distancing and there was one incident where a where a homeless guy who was kind of tripping out I think he had some pretty clear mental issues got real real close to me and it usually happens on this corner at 25th and Mission whether there's a, a plague or not but he just started you know rambling at me and talking unintelligibly towards me and so I stepped out of the way and then there was an older woman 
who came up to me on the other side. She was not homeless, um, just an older lady in the neighborhood, and started coming really close to me to tell me about the homeless man and, you know, shaking her head. And I, I just, there was nowhere for me to go. The light was red and there was traffic and I was just, I felt trapped. You know, I just, no one was observing this distancing and, oh, it was, I could not wait to get home. It, It was, it felt like such a long walk back home. So maybe you guys can relate to this in some way. (laughs) It's just, it's so much. There also on Saturday, I found out from my sister Yvonne that there was a protest in Indiana where I was born that two friends from our old church went to. And their names are Mike and Jane, and they were at this protest to protest social distancing or to protest um, the shops and protest businesses being closed. So I guess they were practicing social distancing, but they actually went to it, and I couldn't believe that they went to it. They're, I know that they're big Trumpers and everything. But I was very disappointed. I was worried for them. They're they're in their like sixties or seventies. Mike sleeps with a respirator as it is. He's had two heart attacks. Um he has a respirator probably from smoke inhalation. He was a fireman for many years and he was a first responder. So this thing that shocked me the most that they would be going to this cockamamie protest to open businesses. They're retired. Um, and probably the main places they go are already essential businesses. I think the only thing, <laughs> the only non-essential business they go to is church. And they're probably, that's probably why they're mad. Because they go to a lot of, they they go to a lot of church meetings. But everyone was worried about them. The kids, their kids were worried. Chrissy and Jenny and Chelsea nobody wanted them to go to this protest and they went anyway and then they took lots of pictures like they were at some 4th of July picnic and they were sending them to Yvonne like here's a here's the pictures from the protest I felt so bad for them because they didn't they didn't realize the magnitude it's them it's they (laughs) they them who could die if they get this quickly and then there would be no more Mike and Jane. And that made me feel really sad. Because we do have different political beliefs, but I grew up with them. And I love them. And they were, you know, Jane was at my sister's birth. It, you know, it, it's just, I've known them since I was a baby. And I love them. And it, it's, it really... There's nothing I could do about it. There is not a damn thing I could do. Um, so that was quite awful. <sighs> I don't want to sound like I'm just complaining. I'm merely describing the very strange 
changes and turns of events that have happened rapidly. And grieving kind of preemptively for imminent imminent death around us and you can just kind of feel it in the air Um, so it's a very strange time we're in in some ways it reminds me of the black plague Um, people have been comparing it to the Spanish flu a lot the COVID but to me it feels like the black plague even though I wasn't there, or maybe I was there in another life, um, in that they didn't know how to cure it. It came from animals. Um, It traveled quickly. It had a high mortality rate. And, you know, very, very few survived. So in this instance, there are people that are surviving this, which that's, that's good. Um, but a lot of people are not, um, but yeah, it just, it does give the, it does give like a seriousness and gravity to everything. And, you know, I love to laugh and I love to be happy and I love to have good times and have a beautiful life. It's always my goal. Um, but it's, you know, this, this feeling of sadness comes in and I realized that over the past six weeks or so, I'd really been running from it. I'd been running from, from the sadness because it, it felt scary to me. I was afraid of it. I was afraid of not being able to be happy again. Um, I was also scared of how it felt of being there for myself in the sadness. And so I just, you know, I just let myself feel the sadness when it, when it came and, and I'm here for the sadness when it comes again. And I'm here for myself when it comes again. And I let that sadness be there. And then when it's ready to go, it goes. And that's a way that we can, that we can honor ourselves. That's a way that we can be a friend to ourselves. Because We deserve the time and the space and the freedom to feel everything that we're feeling right now. So that's what sadness is is like for me and I've been feeling it off and on and then you know it's such such a beautiful day it's so beautiful out and seeing the sun and 
you know, the blue skies, it's, you know, it's, it inspires me to just have another day, have a great day if I can, making that a goal and to be grateful for this day. So that's the sad part, turning into the sunshine. I did get to have a few social interactions for which I am very grateful for. And they were, (laughs) the social interactions are much funnier nowadays. Um, I met Rob for a walk. We took a social distance walk to Presida Park. That's a really good hangout. If you guys are looking to have a walk and talk or to get a uh, social distance coffee with a friend, it's a safe park. People are respectful there. There are not too many people. And there's places that you can sit, like little curbs and park benches. So I recommend that as, as a good spot. So we caught up. We talked for about 90 minutes and then I had to get back to work. And Taylor and Burke came by. They rolled through the alley and brought me some recycled packing supplies and fabric. So that was super awesome. And I saw Taylor twice. The second time I met her in the middle um at I think 25th and Dolores so kind of we between our between Noe Valley and the mission and it felt really good to walk up that hill and we did a little drop off um, of consignments so that was so it was so great just to see people's faces and I think I'm going to take a walk with Irina today in Dolores Park so we're going to walk around the perimeter of of the park it's it feels so good to to have this connection to people. I really feel grateful to have my friends with me in this and you know, I feel a lot of solidarity with my sisters. So that's really that's really powerful. It is really um it is funny. I haven't had any any restaurant food since lockdown because I bought so I stocked up so much I'm like a prepper um (laughs) so I've just been cooking and cooking I'm a little sick of my own food you know I mean I'm a I'm a good cook I love I love to cook but I really really want some sushi um but it's kind of it would be just kind of wasteful not to eat the food that I bought so I'm just still eating it and it's been good I've been you know, getting fresh fruits and vegetables and that sort of thing to have every day. Um, but yeah, I've got a lot of staples that I'm, that I've got to get through. So yeah, it's a strange, it's a strange quarantine life. Um, I've been selling a ton of books, which has been, it's been great. And I, I think it reflects the collective consciousness in a way. Like people, want to feel that they're accomplishing something with their time. But to those of you who may think that you're not accomplishing anything, that is something to, that is an accomplishment in and of itself. Just time has slowed down quite a bit and, 
and our markers for accomplishment and achievement have also expanded and shifted. So go easy on yourself. Definitely. Um, Tanya posted something on Instagram that was really interesting. It is a announcement that there are going to be testings at three different locations in the mission. I forget which ones, but if you have an interest, text me and I will get that info to you. I just don't have it right in front of my face. But the testing, the registration for the testing, I believe starts tomorrow. And they had a map of the the big hotbeds of COVID. And guess what? It pointed to my street. It pointed to my very freaking street. So that was a little disturbing. Um, but such is life. I've got to live somewhere. And it does make sense that my street would be a hotbed just because of all the activity I described there to you. Well, I have got to start laundry. It's a laundry day today. And thank you for listening to this. I will bring you more upbeat content next week, but I really felt it was important to address sadness. All right. Hope you guys have a fabulous week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.